welcome back everybody to another episode of Real Estate Life. My name is Rob Edgerly. I'll be your host today. And uh, I'm a team, team leader with eXp Realty and I am super excited for today's guest. Uh, any of you that ever have ever thought about branding, heard about branding, uh, you need to be speaking and listening to this person. She is a brand expert. She is the founder of Agent Authority Academy. She is a, a podcast uh, a host for Unleash Your Inner Legend. Excited to talk about that. Uh, I'm really excited to have Holly Kitchens join us today. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be on here. I'm thrilled. Um, we go way back, so super excited to be on your show and very honored. Thanks for being here, Holly. Uh, yeah, we we met during um, during uh, NAEA, National Association of Expert Advisors. Uh, we have um, I've, I met a lot of people, and you're one of those people I got a chance to meet and work with, and uh, and as well as your husband. And we've had him on, and that was a great. We had a lot of nuggets for that from that show, and and I I knew that you were somebody that we wanted to talk to because one of these buzzwords that we all hear about uh, is branding. And a lot of people are paying attention to that because of Instagram and Facebook and I mean, this whole show here. So get involved with branding and why do you think well, it's important? <laughs> it's so funny because I grew up in a super small town, like population 1300 and it's called Rush Springs, Oklahoma. And we grew up in like low income housing. So we didn't have much obviously to have. And um, it's I'm telling this quick story because Holly from Rush Springs, Oklahoma would have never been on live with you today. So grew up low income housing to the point to like, we didn't have very much. And I remember in first grade, there was this little boy I thought was cute and I wanted to get his attention. So of course, you know, when you're that age, you play tag. When I finally got his attention playing this game of tag, he looked at me and he was like, why do you wear the same pair of jeans every day? And in reality, like that was the only pair of jeans I owned. So I was so mortified and embarrassed. And of course the little kid didn't mean anything, but you know, he was just curious. So I played it off like, oh, what's my favorite pair of jeans, which I guess was the truth because it was the only pair. But at that point in time, I kind of instilled in a belief in my mind that attention equals negativity. So mm. I kind of like, you know, from that and then also some other bullying and stuff, you know, just what kids go through. I just kind of disassociated, I disassociated any kind of want with attention and any kind of want to standing out and doing stuff like that. So needless to say, I went through high school being one of those kids in the hallway that you avoided. Like we all were like, you know, listen to punk rock music and had fun in our own way, which is awesome. Cause that kind of helped me build a really big passion for music. However, it did like kind of instill lay low and it's built into adulthood. So in 2009, I was at a, bonfire at the lake. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, yeah, I think I want to get into real estate. And she's like, well, you have to promise me you're going to talk to Jay Kinder. And Jay in, was, it was in Lawton at the time. And Jay's a huge name. I did not know Jay at the time other than seeing him everywhere with marketing. Right. And after a couple of drinks of liquid courage, I promised her that. Well, then I wake <laughs> up and I'm like, why did I do that? Because like, I was going to go to this, I was going to go talk to a brokerage in a small town, you know, just kind of playing it safe, laying low. And boy, that was a decision that changed my life. But what I loved working with Jay is um, after I got licensed in 2010, early 2010, what I loved about him working for him is I got to hide behind his brand. Mm -hmm. So his name was on the billboard. His name was on the sign. I just build up rapport and talk to my clients. So I still got to play it safe, still got to lay low. So during that time, um, it was before like iPhone cameras were 
iPhone cameras that they are today. And they had a flip camera. I don't know if you remember those, but it was like this little bitty handheld flip thing. Oh yeah. And even though it was Jay's brand, we still were encouraged to, you know, do our own things, do like marketing and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this camera and I'm going to do an open house, like a virtual open house. So this is before obviously COVID. So, you know, just walk around and showing like this new construction in Elgin Right. And I put it on YouTube and it's so funny. I don't know what I did or what keywords I did back then, but I remember like a week later, I clicked on it just to kind of see like, hey, how's it performing? And it had 30,000 views, which is crazy for back then. Yeah, I was like, but you would think that I would have been like, yes, this is awesome. I'm going to be like just going for it. No, like the small scared girl came out in me and was like, I not only deleted the video, but I deleted my entire channel because I was weirded out the thought that 30,000 strangers were watching me do this open house, which is so silly. Cause like, I'm like, dang it. I missed my opportunity. I could be like a world famous YouTuber right now, but <laughs> what can you do? But anyway, so saying all of that to let you know that like, no matter where you're at in business, if you were, if you were like, okay, I don't want to put myself out there. I get it because I was there. Um, when I started a boutique, it was like this little hobby boutique that I had started for concert goers. I had hired an e-commerce coach and he had asked me a question that really resonated with me. And that was, what are you doing differently than Target or Amazon? And, you know, if you think about it, you can go to Target, buy a $12 Guns N' Roses shirt. You can go on Amazon and get a Guns N' Roses shirt shipped to you like in two days. So what was I doing differently to charge double that amount for clothing, right? So I was like, well, what am I doing differently? Really nothing. I mean, I just had an online store and that was even worse because people couldn't come in and feel it. Like you just had to buy it online and hope that it was worth like quality. Mm. So I was like, okay. So I started thinking like content strategy. I started thinking like, what can I do? And I just love music. I love going to concerts and somehow I always end up meeting the band or going... Um, getting VIP, some, you know, some crazy stuff always happens to where I end up connecting with these musicians. And I'm like, why don't I just hit record on those conversations when I meet them? And then silly me back then, I was like, I'm just going to turn it to a blog, which is crazy because I'm not a grammar person. I'm not a writer. None of that stuff would fit for like, I'm not a blog person, but it was a great idea because I would take it and record it. And um, when I started, I did like a transcription and I was like, eh, I didn't know how I felt about it. Well, we got uh, me and my friend Donna. She was coming down down to Dallas because Warp Tour was in town, and I had got a couple of our like when we were teenagers, like our heroes who we looked up to in music, to agree to a podcast episode. Well, back then it was just an interview; it was a blog interview. And then as before the night before, or maybe it was the day after, I can't remember. We were talking at the kitchen table, and uh, she was like, "I'm like." Donna, you're so funny. Like, you're awesome. I said, I mean, it was after. I was like, I need to start including you on, in on these. And then we're like, start talking about podcasts. So this is 2017. And I'm like, this is it. This is going to be how I, you know, set myself different, how I stand out from Amazon. This is going to be how you can stand out from Target. Being mm -hmm. yourself and putting yourself out in, in, in an avenue way. And that, for me, that was podcasting. So we started doing these music interviews and, um, you know, i I don't have the boutique anymore, but we still do the interviews. But um, but during that time, I would ask, you know, community questions like, hey, we're having so and so artist on. Ask your fan, you know, fan questions. So they started feeling involved. They started feeling more. And once people bought from me and they understood the whole community, like they were like loyal for life. 
So that's how I kind of got into positioning and branding. It was kind of, I don't want to say forced, but I was like, I was at that point in time where I'm like, okay, if you really want to be a business owner, you really want to be that person that shows up, you've got to put your big boy, big girl pants on and show up as a business leader. You've got to take control. You've got to put yourself out there. And it was so funny, Rob, like when I would take pictures for the boutique, I was so weirded out about people seeing me that I would cut my head off. So like the clothing would just be <laughs> below. That's how, I don't know. It's so crazy. Like, obviously I've gotten a lot over that from just, you know, personal development, consistent, you know, always put myself out there and then doing branding and stuff like that. So just taking that. And then once I realized that like not all attention is negative attention, mm. I really was like, holy moly, like this is fun. This is fun putting yourself out there in the way that you want to showcase your personality. This is fun, you know, going out and doing these things. And then I started getting people asking me, how do you do a podcast? It has to be super hard. I'm like, it's actually not, but let's talk about it. So that kind of evolved into like, okay, I've, I figured out how to, you know, put my voice out there to overcome all of the limiting beliefs. Now, how can I help other people do it? Because I just had so many people asking me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Da, da, da. Like I had a, a like a, a radio DJ that I listened to as a child inbox me asking me for help with their stuff. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it was just crazy. You know what I mean? To see the kind of how everything kind of turned. Um, but I hope that answers your question on how I got into branding. I know it's kind of a long story, but I wanted to let everyone know that you don't have to be this super confident, big ego person to start putting yourself out there and start branding yourself. I love that. I love that story. Um, one of the, one of my other things that I do is I'm a Dale Carnegie trainer and Dale Carnegie is all about personal transformation and yeah. you know, getting people to learn how to speak in front of people. We see that shift and, and a lot of people come to that class with this, you know, this, um, you said, you know, attention equals equal negativity. Yeah. Some people don't want to put themselves out there. They don't want to stand up in front of people and speak. And you really have to get over this stuff. And it's hard. How did, what was the, the moment for you that where you got over that? So, I mean, like I said, it was just years of personal development. And I had to do a lot of catch up. Cause like I said, I grew up in a super small town and it's, you're going to laugh, but Tony Robbins to me, before to before I joined Jay's team in 2009, Tony Robbins to me was that guy, the tall guy in the elevator at Shallow How. Like that's how <laughs> I knew Tony. Right. so like when I walked into Jay's office and you know of course Jay's like has his books that he hands out to everyone and I'm like looking through I'm like oh my gosh that's the guy from Shallow How like that's how <laughs> I knew Tony Robbins. But it was just years of personal development, being around the right people because, and that's key because when you're around these people that are always going to be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or, oh, that's bad. Or, oh gosh, you're nobody. No one's going to listen to you. Those, those are trigger words that you really need to pick up on, on your so-called friends, because they're not going to be your friends if, if they're sitting there trying to hold you back, because we all know the crab in the bucket analogy, all the crabs like to bring the other crabs going up down because they want them to be down with them. So, yeah. you know. It, it's it's a lot of personal development too, but I would say if it was one principle and it was Brian Moses that really helped me with this, he had said, you know, he's talking about coming from a place of love. And I took that as if someone's giving me negative feedback and, and I think this is what I was scared about with the whole YouTube thing and, you know, put myself out there. I was scared of getting that negative feedback, that negative attention. Right. Yeah. But Brian had said, you know, always come from a place of love. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, of course, we should be coming from a place of love, but others should as well. So in the sense of if I post, you know, something on YouTube tomorrow and a troll gets on there and was like, oh, my gosh, nobody want to be influencer. Ha 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 ha. 
it's a good assumption to say that they're not coming from a place of love. So I think that was my filter was like, okay, if someone's not coming from a place of love, I just personally, I pity them that they grew up the way they grew up or they have the self doubt that they have, that they have to bring others down. But now, you know, I pay attention to obviously those who do come from a place of love and say, oh, that's probably not a cute look or, oh, you've had too much wine. You probably shouldn't post that. You know what I mean? Like, right. So understanding the true intention of the feedback of the attention, if you will, and then just going from there. So like it's just tuning out all those people who aren't coming from a place of love because at the end of the day, they don't have my best intention. So I'm not interested in hearing their feedback. I love that. Yeah. I mean, just... If you know that they're if they're not coming from that place, why why would we listen to them? Exactly. Why well, am I going to take your advice? Like, yeah. If you look at them, they're probably commenting the same thing on other people's as well. So it's, I think people have got to understand that that's just part of it. Um, you know, you might have somebody that's a naysayer. You might have somebody who's like, oh my gosh, I went to high school with her. But, but you know, there's always going to be a naysayer. But those naysayers, nine out of ten times, are not going to have your best interest at heart. So and. Personally, too, they're probably not your ideal client. They're probably not going to buy a house from you. They're probably not going to use you as a, you know, for branding or whatever the case may be in your business. So I think that's key, too, is listening to the market, listening to the feedback. And if it's like a 13-year-old behind a keyboard, well, first off, you can't even legally buy a home. So I'm not interested to hear your feedback, kid. So right. I think that's just having that high-level awareness is, is key. So... And maybe that after you do that and keep doing it, that builds up confidence, too, as well. So... It's kind of like a muscle. Yeah, I, I love that too. That's um, it is like a muscle. You know, we know that once you, you do something one time, you try it again, it gets easier and easier to do the more you do it. Yeah. Um, so let's shift to, to branding. When we think about branding, why is as a as a real estate agent with a, a team as a team leader, we think about this. Agents are thinking about it themselves. I've seen newer agents just really go all in on their personal brand. I mean, why is it important? Well, I guess a, a question to your question is how many real estate agents are in your market, right? There's so many out there and yeah. there's plenty of homes being sold. So obviously we all know community over competition. Like I'm not interested, but my question is how, like, how are you positioning yourself different than all those other agents in your marketplace? So that those people moving into your area, relocating, upgrading, downgrading, whatever the case may be, what are you doing to stand out and really connect with them to where they're like, I'm going to call Rob he's the guy I want to call whenever, you know what I mean? So that's why it's super important. Um, it's important for the now, which would be your now business, your buyers, your sellers. Um, if you're in recruiting, obviously we're in real estate. Everyone's always recruiting all the time. Um, if you're recruiting, it's a great way to attract those people because who wants to do business with people we don't like? We've done, we've all done it before. We're like, Oh my gosh. Like as soon as you shake hands, you're like, Oh, this is going to be a tough deal those people probably aren't a, a good fit and vice versa, right? So yeah. when you start putting yourself out there in a branding position and start really being super intentional, you not only stand out in your marketplace, but you also start showcasing your personality and people start connecting with that. And one person who does it really good is um, Ryan Bowman. Like he has his three key words. We just went through a, a, a brand with him. Uh, he was a client of mine and his key words are family, faith, and freedom. So he has hero homes. He has all these things. And if you look at all of his content, he's very big on, you know, red, white, and blue. He's very big on helping uh, veterans, first responders, all those amazing people. And you know that when you look at his brand. So to me, it's like, okay, wh what are you doing? What content you're putting out? 
um, anything from a post to a video to whatever, what are you putting out there to brand yourself? Um, I, I think it's just, it's so important. And you just dropped a name, Dale Carnegie, right? That's important stuff. That's a long-term. So let's, like I said, there's short-term wins, which is like, you know, the now money, but then it's right. also legacy. You got Dale Carnegie, you've got um, Napoleon Hill. You have all these people that have done such a fantastic job of branding themselves that like years later, they're still a household name. Right. Even after some of them have passed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's the, um, what are you seeing right now? Are the, when we talk about building your brand, um, I guess there's the, there's what is your brand there's, and then where is your brand? Right. And then, so, and then how do you do that? Um, I guess I'm just, I just came, I don't know if that's, yeah. that's came up with thinking about it that way. Like there's a couple different ways to look at that. And 100%. when, what are some of maybe a way to get to, at some of that is what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making with their brand right now? Oh my gosh. There's so many ways. One is going to be like being negative, like, you know, posting negativity on Facebook. When you're, when you're that person that's always posting negative stuff, you are what you end up posting, right? So you're going to be known as negative. If you're going to be throwing down your competition and bad mouthing them, that's a mistake there. You always want to flip it and say, this is why I'm great. Not this is why there's not great. Right. So right. Um, I think that's a, a big mistake is people just bringing negativity in their brand. Unless if you're a politician, I don't think that that's going to be a good idea. Even then it's probably not a good idea, but you know what I mean? Yeah, um, also it's going to be brand confusion. Like so many people, especially those serial entrepreneurs, um, they start out with so many different things. Like, um, just throwing this out. This is just an example, but you know, oh, I want to start a t-shirt company and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And then and the next thing you know, there's like 500 logos coming across their platform where you're like, okay, what do, what do you even do? Like, what is it that you do? Um, I think that's another mistake. Also too, is not being consistent with your brand image. So like, for instance, you have a fantastic look and feel of your podcast right now. Now, if the next episode you take Rob Edgerly and you do some script font and make it all crazy and bold and I don't know, yellow. And then the next week after that you do green. And then next after that you do some purple color. It, you just, it's not consistent look and feel. Mm. People are going to be like, this guy's confused. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is your brand? So I think to me, and of course a brand's always evolving, right? Like, you know, we do brand refreshes all the time. I, I get that, but you yeah. don't want to do it every week. You don't want to do it every month. Maybe right. at minimum every two to five years, if that. Um, I get it that trends change. You know, if you look at a brand from the '90s versus now, especially personal branding, um, the way you have maybe have your signature font, it's probably going to be different, obviously, in the '90s than it is today. Um, I totally understand that, but I think another mistake is going to be people not being consistent with their brand and image. And this is including fonts, it's including colors, it's including look and feel. Um, just all that good stuff. Like when people like, you know, if, when people look at my brand or look at me in general, they're like, do you wear anything else other than black? Do you have anything else other than black? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I do. I promise you I do not very little, but I do. But if you, if you were to wake up tomorrow and see Holly kitchens in hot pink and uh, all these other colors, not that there's anything wrong with hot pink, but that's just not me, my brand. That's yeah. a classic example of not being consistent with your brand look and feel. That makes sense. That makes sense. So negativity, brand confusion, lack of consistency. Yeah. Three areas where people are maybe stepping in it and, and shouldn't and should be thinking more about that. What are um when you work with somebody that's just starting off and you know, 
to think about their brand. How do you do that? How do you yeah. come with the brand? So I go through a process of helping them kind of establish it. And, you know, some of the questions that I ask is what makes you what's different about you? What's your USP? What are you the expert of? Um, you know, I think one question that I, I ask and a lot of people get clarity from, and it's a super simple question, is how do you want to show up as? And mm-hmm. and I say that because if you want to show up, another classic example, and you know Cindy Featherstone. Yes. So she's she's amazing. She nails it with branding. If you and I told her this when she was at our mastermind in December. I told her this. I said, you've done such a great job because when I see Cindy, I think of community, I think of pets, and I think of a team leader. Like those are the key words. And and Cindy, I mean, she just lives it, breathes it, and does it. You always see pictures about her rescue dogs that she's helping, you know, saying, hey, come adopt. Or, um, you know, she has her little dog that she always posts of. She's always out in the community serving others. She's always helping her team and being such a fantastic leadership, whether it's on her team or in the community. Um, so to me, it's like asking yourself those questions and then saying, okay, now, and then after you go through it and really be super intentional, it's not just like a, let's set the timer for five minutes and fill this out. It's a really big reflection of how do you want to show up? Do you want to show up as an influencer? Do you want to show up as a real estate agent? Do you want to show up as a, you know, coach, whatever the case may be. But then after you go through that and get, then it's asking yourself, am I showing up that way? Because in a brand to me, it's not just a look and feel. It's not just this, you know, awesome overlay that you have right here. A brand to me can be the way you talk. It can be the way you walk. Another classic example is going to be Grant Cardone. Love him or hate him. You know the way he talks, you know the way he walks, and you know how he he is, right? Like that's right. just how he, that's his brand. Now, if he was to, you know, post some video of him, you know, doing something very emotional and sentimental and like, you know, touchy feely and woo woo wah wah, it would feel kind of weird because that's not his brand. I'm not saying he's not emotional. I'm not saying any of those things, but I'm just saying like, he's so consistent with his feel, look and feel as well as his tonality, as well as his opinion on things and being very outspoken. That's his brand. So, you know, to me, it's like, there's very much authenticity. Oh, that's another mistake too. A lot of people make is, they're not authentic to themselves, being themselves. They hold themselves back. And I did this for so long because, you know, I like I said, I have such a huge passion for rock and roll. We're like, I could say nine out of 10 my friends, they don't understand my music at all, which is <laughs> totally fine. Like, but I would always try to suppress that because I would always like, oh, okay, I want to fit in or I want to do this. But when you try to fit in, that's when you don't stand out. Right. So two, it's it's being super authentic because there's only one you. Like yeah. we can all, you can go and wear the same clothes, you can you know do whatever, but at the end of the day, there's only one one of you like you. So I think maximizing your uniqueness and what I thought were weaknesses, they were actually my strengths. So for instance, you know I was such an introvert just from like kind of like you know being that low like the low lay low kid. I was such an introvert that I was always on MySpace. I was always on there. You know, I learned HTML. Mine was that annoying page with the random music that would loop that you couldn't pause and <laughs> scrolling stuff and flashing stuff. It was just crazy. Well, you know, people were like, okay, that girl's weird. <laughs> she needs some help. She needs to go out there and talk to people. But back then that was saw as a weakness, right? But now mm-hmm. I use it as strength because how do you think I get – 
amazing people such as Sharon Letcher on a podcast episode? How do you think I get all these awesome artists on? It's through the power of connecting. Obviously, I don't have their phone numbers. I don't know them in real life. It's connecting, you know, digitally. So what I thought was a weakness turned out to be strength as an adult. It's just the way you change your perspective on things. Yeah. And if it's something, even if it's like, say it's a stutter, and you're like, oh gosh, this is so, I can't go out there because I said it. Well, that's what makes you unique. Someone's going to remember you by that. Yeah. And obviously something that, you know, maybe you not be able to change it. Just change the way you look at it. We all know that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. But right. it's truly understanding like, okay, what is unique about me? What is unique about me that no one else does or no one else has? And then just maximizing it. Those are the ones you double down on when it comes to content posts, when it comes to doing live, so on and so forth. But I think that that's going to be when you go through those questions, you really get the clarity of like. If, if you were to ask a friend, say, say 10 things or five key words about me, and then you start seeing some repeating patterns. There you go. Like that right there is what you should be max. I mean, hopefully it's a good thing. If it's a negative thing, you probably shouldn't maximize that in your brand. But um, if it's something that's like, oh, you're always, you know, doing this or you're quiet and observant, but you speak only when this, that's cool. Embrace that and, and then use that to your advantage. So you, um, I, I love that point of being, you know, people not being authentic yeah. and, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, you try to create a, an image for yourself, a brand image, and then, and maybe you leave out parts, you know, yeah. um, and maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should be starting to pull some of those things back in, but we do, don't do it because we worry, well, what if people don't like it? Yeah. Right. What if they don't like that part of me? You know, I, I have a, I'm a huge music fan. And uh, used to listen to a lot of metal. So yeah. maybe, like, how do I bring that into my brand now? That might, you know, you know, so change the whole. I'll give you an example. Same, same for me, right? Like, people are like, I don't even understand what these people are saying. I'm like, what? It says da 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 da. They're like, okay, you are crazy. Right. <laughs> same for me. So like, I would suppress that to where I, and you know, what's so crazy is the moment I started saying, hey, I'm going to this concert. I would have a couple of friends or whatever go with me, but like the people who are like judgy, those are the people I don't want to be around anyways. Like I, you know, especially as an adult, we know we don't have time to be surrounding ourselves with people who are going to sit there and talk behind us as soon as we walk away. Right. And I think once you understand it's like, Hey, this is a part of me. Like this is something that makes me passionate for me. I'm super passionate about music because growing up in low income housing, like literally we had a cassette player and we would record, we rip off music off of the radio and we'd have these little cassette tapes. Like we like would make all these mixed tapes and spilled into, you know, teenage years to even now. And now I can like, now that I can afford going to concerts, you better believe I'm super excited. Music, live music is back. Yes. Um, but to me, you know, obviously, so for instance, you, you're a real estate agent. You're not going to like say, you're not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to start a rock band tomorrow because I love metal. Yeah. That's probably not. I mean, I'm just making an assumption for me. That's right, right. right nope. too, right? So ways that you can start, start incorporating branches, you know, when you go to a concert, just go, go live at that concert. Right. Take pictures, start putting yourself, start subtly putting yourself in there. Obviously you want to make sure you take quality pictures because we all know the, the importance of, you know, high quality images, but it's taking pictures for me. I do. A, I try to do weekly. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it goes bi-weekly, but I do a weekly music playlist and I share that to people. So yeah. I have a Spotify playlist. It's just called, I think it's called Holly's pandemic playlist. I probably need to change it soon. Cause I feel like it might be not relevant. Again, you got to stay relevant with times, <laughs> um, but I have Holly's pandemic playlist and I'll put music out there. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't like, I had somebody message me. that was like, it's good to say that it's safe to assume that you didn't listen to bad music. And I'm like, 
in high school. I'm like, I can guarantee you my music was a lot better than a lot of other kids in high school. But it was just kind of cool though, because people start appreciating that about you. They're like, oh, that's cool. Or like you start sharing music and people just kind of, they just kind of seeing that side of you outside of just work. Because the key to this, the key to branding is understanding your profession, right? So like real estate. Real estate is what you do. It's not who you are. So who are you and how are you kind of mixing a splash of your expertise expertise as well as your uniqueness? That's going to be how you stand out in a, in a, in a, a brand. I almost said band. <laughs> but that's going to be how you stand out in your marketplace. That's going to be how you start attracting those people. They're like, oh, my gosh, you like Metallica? I like Metallica. Let's talk business. You know, it sounds right. silly, but it will happen. People will start appreciating that about you. And even if they don't understand it, they will probably support you if they are coming from a place of love. Right. Probably they'll probably respect you for exactly. saying what you like. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. So that's kind of the, you know, what is your brand? And then so where? Where should people be like what are the you know, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. what are you everywhere? And I say that in it, with a sense of everywhere where you well, two words, one everywhere where one you feel comfortable posting or you're you know, if it's for instance TikTok for me, I don't I feel like I should yeah. understand it, but I don't understand it. Like right. I, I feel like I'm like, oh, the thought of like that is like nails on a on a chalkboard. TikTok's an amazing platform. I know so many people have gone viral, so many people have gotten business from it. But for me, I'm like, okay, it's just I got I I don't understand it, right? So right. I, my my 90% of my time is not going to be on TikTok to safe to say, right? Um, so it's it, it's understanding where are you most comfortable with and familiar with on, on a platform, right? Uh, number two, where's your avatars at? Where's your clients at? So for instance, um, you know, they, they always put out these great annual reports that shows like income and age groups and things like that too, when it comes to platforms and demographics. And I think it's like mm. paying attention to those reports. Um, I have to look and see who it is. I think it's social something. I have to look, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to connect back with you and give you that, awesome. that, um, that resource, but they'll go in there and like LinkedIn is like one of the places where the high people with the highest net worth are at because obviously the professional, you're not going to have a 13 year old on there. Right. Um, so to me, it's like, if you were, if you were a boutique, a women's boutique target age of 19 to 26, you're probably not going to be advertising on LinkedIn because that's not going to be your demographic in the sense that there's, you know, it's like more males, it's more, it's older people in the sense of like, you know, more established professionals, you wouldn't want to put all your eggs in that basket, but you would want to go in on Instagram. So it's getting clarity on where your people are at. And then also getting comfortable on those platforms and understanding it more. Um, and then also it's online is obviously amazing. So many opportunities, but make sure too, you're living your brand offline. When people see you at an event and you look completely different or you're acting completely different, there's some inconsistencies there, right? So like right. to answer your question, your brand needs to be everywhere. Um, like on our music podcast, like we had stickers, we would slap and like give out and people would tag places like, you know, fire hydrants or whatever. And people would take pictures of it and tag. So it's like, you know, what are some little things that you can be doing so that people are, you know, tagging, tagging you on or doing whatever, or what some fun ways. Um, Ralph Nudie is a real estate agent and he has Nudie on the beach, N-U-D-I. So he's a real estate agent on the waterfront property. I mean, how brilliant is that branding, right? Nudie on the, it's catchy, <laughs> funny, it's good, you know. Right. But I mean, he, I have a sh one of his shirts. It's a fun shirt to wear on a beach, right? So it's like nudie on the beach. So like, that's another thing. Apparel could be another option. 
Um, there's just so many opportunities for you to go out and brand yourself. And for me, if you're not doing it, it's just silly not to not to do that. And even if you're not, if you know, it's always who, not how. If you're if you don't know how to do um, order stickers, if you don't know how to create graphics, or if you don't know how to start a, a shop where people can buy your apparel, who do you need to find that does that? Not how can I learn it? And I think that's a, a lot of a mistake a lot of people make is they try to do everything themselves. They try to figure out themselves, but it's understanding what's your hourly value and what's the best use of your time. For real estate agents, it's probably going to be cold calling or meeting uh, with sellers, right? It's not going to be, you know, running and putting a sign out in the yard, stuff like that. Same thing when it comes to branding, you know, it's okay to outsource that stuff. Now, if you're, if, if you're beginning stages, I'm all about DIY, go for it, but understand the impact that you make too and, and what you're doing. So if you're doing like a thousand socks, for instance, probably not as much of an impact as like, I don't know, a thousand mugs or something like that, where people are going to stick around. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, so the next, I was going to go to, you know, how do you do this? And then you, you referenced an awesome book that was recommended me to me by John, actually, um, who, not how. Yeah. So if you, so you can think of like, how do you go do this? You know, how, do you have to set up a team? Can you do it yourself? Yeah. Maybe you do have to look at the who that's, you know, I've, I've got Brianna that's been helping me with a lot exactly. of podcasts. So yeah, um, yeah, that's um, what do you recommend people do? How do they start? For starters, I think, um, and it, it, obviously you have to be true to your budget. And you have to understand. So if somebody who's bringing in real estate, we all know when you get in real estate, you're probably not going to close the deal for the next three to six months, right. um, especially if you're not on the right team. So um, that being the case, you probably don't have the funds to go out and hire somebody. But what I would say is if you don't have the time to hire somebody full time, then go out and find you know somebody on Fiverr. Now, be careful because the last thing you want to do is Fiverr is a great place to start, hmm. but it's um, you don't want to look like everybody else. Everybody's going to go to Fiverr. Everybody's going to type it. You don't know I mean like if it pops up search engine or whatever, just making sure it's you. That's the brand. Go to places like Fiverr. Go to places like, um, you know, reach out to trade services if you have to. You know what I mean? Like help somebody in one way or mentor them one way and then have them help you another way. Um really research your network too. I think that really helped me with connecting with people is pulling out um, your, you know, going through Facebook saying, okay, who do I have that can help me with this? Right. Who do I have? And then obviously like, you know, a great exercise to do too is when you start building that list, say, what's the chances of them saying yes to helping me? So if it was somebody that I met at a conference five years ago and I haven't spoke to them since, it's probably not going to be a yes because they're like, oh my gosh, what are you really going to message me five years later and then ask for something? But my thing is like, those are going to be, especially when starting out, those are going to be valuable people that you can help and they can help you. So instead of just saying, hey, can you do this? Start adding value to them in some sort of way. Start support, even if it's just supporting them by liking their post. Like you don't have to go out and donate a million dollars to their favorite charity, especially if you don't have a million dollars. Right. But just go in there and like their post, comment on their post, get, support them in a way that's free in the sense of, you know, a lot of people you hear a buzzword of social digital currency. That stuff's free. A like is a free. Right. A recommendation is a free. If someone says, hey, I need a real estate agent in here and, they, and you tag them, they're going to be like, wow, that's really cool. Thank you so much for tagging me or thank you for thinking of me. Start making those deposits because the last thing you want to do is start jeopardizing relationships that are going to be valuable in this sense of business um just by asking take 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 think about a bank account like you can't 
you can only take out so much before the banks are like, okay, you're cut off. Like you owe us money. Right. The only thing with people that are, you're cut off. I'm not going to help you anymore. We all know those people that are like, Hey, I have a favor. Hey, can you do this? Hey, did I, and at one point you're like, I'm going to leave them on red because I'm not even going to talk to them. Like I'm, I'm done with that. So take a relationship. So I think that's important to you is building up that network of people and professionals, because if they don't know, there's a good chance that they know somebody that, that can help you. Um, so it's just, it's all about surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, you know, then, like I said, outsourcing too, if you have to, but there's a good chance already in your network, there's somebody that can help you with that. Yeah. Love this. Wow. Oh my gosh. We can go on and on. No, uh, I know. It's so much fun. <laughs> so this is great. I gotta, um, so I gotta ask you now, our favorite, favorite band. You, you oh my gosh. Know? So I, you, so a lot of the listeners may not know who they are, although they've become popular, but they used, they're like my favorite band mm. since I was like 12. Um, mm. which was super cool because it, this is the power of podcasting. Like coming, talk about coming full circle. Two stories I have that come full circle, but I'll share this one. Um, two weeks, no, last month we had a member of the used on our podcast and I was like, Wow. <laughs> like, I feel like we made, we made it right. And I'm like, <laughs> right. That's not Metallica. It's not guns and roses, but they're my guns and roses. They're my ACDC. Like that's my ultimate favorite band. Like I could sing every song ever. Oh and my it's God. So crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so but yeah. USED. Yeah. USED. So like a screamo emo band. Um, but they're becoming back to be popular again. So that's kind of cool to see those guys, you know, becoming back out and putting out some new music. But um, yeah, it, and that's just that when you start branding yourself, you start doing these exciting things like podcasting. I've gotten the opportunity, like this is another really quick short story I'll share real fast. But like, for instance, um, like I said, we had saved up our money for music was a big thing for us, me and my sisters and my brother. Me and my sister, Tiffany, we went in half season on a demo tape, not even like a full tape, like this is going to show my age, but a cassette tape of a band. We didn't know who they were, but they were called Third Eye Blind. And um, we decided we were going to put our both of our money together. Obviously, this is the 90s when they first came out. Mm. And we put our, our money together and we played that cassette tape till like the ribbon broke off. Like it was ridiculous how much we played like those four songs that was on that demo tape. But in 2019, I got to interview the band. And not only did I interview the band, it was just, it's just crazy the opportunity of branding and positioning yourself and authority building. I'm such a huge fan on that because you get to do cool stuff. So I had got an interview with them or with Chris, who's the guitarist. And I bypassed all the VIP people who were waiting in the sun to get first dibs on being center stage. I got to go up to the green room. I got to interview them. At the end of it, uh, Chris was like, oh, are you going to the after show? Which I'm like, they don't sell tickets to an after show. I'm like, <laughs> right. no, I don't have, I don't I, I don't know. So he had his manager give a stick, uh, give me a sticker that said nice. like the third blind after show. He's like, I want you to come back and I want you to talk to our guy about podcasting. Wow. So I got to talk to his, his guy about podcasting. They have a, it's called, I think called pod something. I can't remember what third eye. I can't remember what it is, but they have a podcast now. But before they launched it, I was talking to his guy about podcasting and doing all this stuff. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal night. And then afterwards we got pizza. And then it so cool was, of course, everybody's like, third eye blind. Oh my gosh. I loved you guys in the nineties. <laughs> um, so I'm at the, I'm at the bar area with them. And the bartender was like, this shot's on me, guys. So he she brings out shots for all the band. 
So he stops her and was like, whoa, whoa, we need one more. Holly's part of the band. And I'm like, like, that's just a cool wow. experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So going through times like that. And if I was not to put myself out there, if I wasn't to say, oh my gosh, somebody's going to make fun of me or do whatever, that would have never happened. So just think about, all, and it doesn't have to be going and taking shots with one of your childhood favorite bands or interviewing your all-time favorite band, but maybe it's meeting with the builder that's going to, you really have a passion for making a difference in the community. You know, if you were meeting with a builder, and this is all about branding, and you stop in and say, hi, Tabor, who's a builder in Oklahoma. Hi, Tabor. Um, I'm a real estate agent. Here's my card. Let's do coffee sometime. Do you really think Tabor's going to call you back? He's a busy guy. However, if I was to approach Tabor and say, hi, Tabor, I'm Holly Kitchens. I have cast called Unleash Your Inner Legend. And um, I would love to have you on the show talking about how you're building green homes and homes with built-in storm shelters and the importance of that. I'd love to have you on the show and talk about it. Don't you think Tabor's going to meet with you then? Yeah, totally. That's the power of branding. That's the power of positioning. That's the power of authority. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, hobby, although it's a lot of fun. You do incorporate that. But think about how are you positioning yourself? How are you branding yourself to be introduced to those people, to have those doors open for you? Because at the end of the day, we all have the same goal. Um, so just go for it. That's a great story. That's uh, it, My mind is uh, I'm, I'm spinning out here. So I'm thinking, who are all the people I need to go ask for an interview now, yeah. right? Just 100%. To Key to networking too and connecting with these people. Don't talk about yourself. Don't say, hi, I'm Holly Kitchens. I'm so fabulous. I have this podcast. Like at the end of the day, there's a good chance you're probably not like somebody like a, a big name, right? Like some people can get away with that, like celebrities, right? Position yourself, say, hi, I love what you do. I love this. I, you know, I have a platform where I want to share about your new book. So yesterday yeah. I dropped on my podcast an interview with Sharon Letcher, who wrote Outwitting the Devil, um, she has, she was involved with the Napoleon Hill foundation back in 2008. Um, she was co-author of rich dad, poor dad, all of those things. Now, do you think I hit Sharon up with saying, Hey, I'm so fabulous. Be on my fabulous podcast. No, right. I hit her up uh, and said, Hey, I'd love to have you on. You dropped so much value. Da, 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 da. You could really uh, inspire other people on my podcast. I'd love to have you on turn to find out, come to find out. She has a book that she just released or is about to release at the end of this month. You better believe I followed up with her assistant and said, hi, I, you know, because I gave her my calendar. The days didn't work. Her assistant, I gave the assistant my calendar. Days didn't work. I updated my calendar. Didn't hear back. You better believe I hit back and said, hey, I'd still love to have her on regarding her book and really publishing and pushing out. So how are you positioning that opportunity so it's a win for them? Take yourself out of the equation. Um, but I, I think there's so much power in network. There's so much power. And I think people underutilize that because they're scared to say, oh, someone's going to say no. Well, they're probably going to say no because you're a taker. Like, yeah. do the work, add value. Like I said, even a, a like or a comment or a tag or a mention could help start building that relationship up and start going from there. Yeah. That's I mean, talking to her. So the other person's interest, right? Yep. They, want, they want to talk about themselves. Yeah. I love it. This is... um. So we're going to have to do this again. Yes, um, it's so much fun. <laughs> thank you so much. We, I mean, so we've, aside from talking about music, which was um, a bonus here, thank you. Yep. Um, you know, talking about um, the negative, some of the the bad things, the things not to do when you're building your brand. Uh, we talked about, um, I have a, a bunch of notes here, so this is great. Awesome. I was, um, you know, the, um, the what is your brand, the where do we put it out there, and how mm -hmm. 
slash who to help you out. So I think people are going to get a lot of uh, value out of this as they're thinking about their brand and how to get started. If they, I, if they want to get started and want to drill deeper into this, how do they do that? You have a course uh, that I know you offer and you've got some other things. What, tell us a little bit how they can follow up with you and find you. Yeah, hundred percent. So you can just go to hollykitchens.com, H-O-L-I-E kitchens.com. And um, I have on there, I have some free resources. I have some DIY. So for those who are like, for instance, story stickers, you see those fun stickers like on Facebook and Instagram when you add stories. Oh, yeah. Um, like I have a course on DIY. So for those who are just, you know, hey, I want to learn how to do that myself and I want to do that. But then I also have a DFY, which is done for you service on that as well, as, as well as podcasting. I have a DIY course on that. Um, I do take on a, by an uh, by an application basis of clients who like um, like Ryan Bowman, who we just went through on establishing their personal brand, dialing in like logos. Even you, even if you have a company logo, you need a personal branded logo to where people are going to recognize that look and feel so you can show up super professional and polished. So I do take those on too. So if you just go to hollykitchens.com, you can click on, I think it says work with me. Um, and it's just a simple questionnaire. It's like, hey, how can I help you type thing? We have a discovery call, which is totally free. And then from there, we move forward or not. But yeah, hollykitchens.com is the best place to start to connect. Awesome. All right. We're gonna, people are going to go check you out there. You, um, obviously, are, are passionate about this subject. You are an <laughs> expert. Thank you for being so authentic, uh, dynamic, and smart. This is like really good stuff that um, I got a lot out of this. So thank you very much. I know people will. Oh my gosh, um, thank you so much for having me an opportunity to talk about it. Like I, I get so excited and I can geek about this stuff all day long. <laughs> We're gonna we'll have you back. We'll catch up. Maybe you know we'll do for some sure. new stuff with our brand, and and you can check in and see how we're doing. Um, we can check in. We can do a follow up on who you got on your podcast. That'd yeah, be cool. there you go. And then we can talk more there about you. podcasting because podcasting is my just because I guess it's the first method of really branding myself. That's the most exciting topic. So I could talk about that all day long. <laughs> I love it, and so we'll do that. We're, uh, Brianna's gonna hit you up and, and love it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'd love to hear from your perspective how that's helped. And, and uh, this was, yeah, this was just incredible. I really appreciate your time, Holly. Thank you very much. Thank Looking forward to seeing you in person, hopefully at one of these events soon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cannot wait. Awesome. So check out hollykitchens.com. Uh, I know you can find her on, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, follow uh, Real Estate Life with Rob Edgerly on YouTube. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and would love to catch up with you and, and uh, get your thoughts on this. Uh, this will be coming out um, in a couple of days. So remember, it's not just where you live, it's how you live. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.